interview with Respect Magazine. I just want to ask, how's everything going on uh, your end? Uh, things are great over here. I mean, we, uh, uh, my Phoenix Suns just broke <laughs> my heart and my soul and uh, <laughs> left me in a in so many pieces that it was very tough to collect myself. However, <laughs> the NFL is here. Football is here. Fantasy football is is really starting to kick into gear like this end of july august that's when the the buzz and the excitement really starts to build so yeah. at least i have something to distract me from that loss <laughs> all right so you are the co-host of the fantasy footballers uh, you just mentioned that fantasy football will be back um what are you most excited about to see for the football season and do you think that uh the way that everything went last season with COVID, how do you see things going this year Sure. It, it, it seems like things will be at least a little bit different for, for COVID. Uh, they have uh, released all of their protocols for, uh, for, for vaccinated players and unvaccinated players. It, so it seems like life will be at least a little bit different, hopefully a more positive experience for, for NFL players and while still keeping everybody safe. The big change though is, there's going to be butts back in the seats. I know we had people kind of filtering in during the playoffs, but it was, it was bizarre to watch <laughs> these football games and the, the, the production teams for the broadcasts. I mean, they did an incredible job mixing in crowd sound. So it, you didn't feel completely uh, like you were experiencing just an, uh, like a, watching a practice almost. So they did mm -hmm. a great job with that, but still, uh, that had to be so strange for these players. And we saw uh, in, uh, really an offensive explosion happen, which uh, we, we've seen before when, when the NFL has shortened off seasons. You know, we, we look back on uh, the last big lockout. I think it was 2011. I can't recall off the top of my head. But you saw an offensive explosion that year as well. And this was uh, – we haven't seen – teams putting up numbers like they yeah. did this past year which was really it's really fun for fantasy football when we depend mm -hmm. on them scoring on the field and it gives us points and, and helps us have more fun and, and all of those things uh i think that kind of goes will return back to normal when while mm -hmm. there's fans i mean you had imagine being an offense on the road and you don't have to deal with any crowd noise at all it's just like you are at your home field so those kinds of advantages and disadvantages i think those level out so that we'll have a, a bit of a more normal type of a season really really hoping that we don't have another you know where last year we had to deal with some COVID outbreaks they had to move teams around shift games from week from week to week and i think it put a little bit of competitive imbalance in place so really hoping that all that stuff is gone but in terms of what I'm at most excited for, uh, the fantasy footballers were a year-round show, which yeah. if, if you're not in fantasy football, that might sound like an insane proposition that we are. <laughs> it's, it's March, it's April, and we are still talking about football and fantasy football. However, the NFL does a really great job of spreading mm -hmm. out their schedule so that there's almost always big news to talk about on a, at, at least a few times a month. Uh, and, and fantasy football players in general, we're all uh, the, the the wires are a little loose <laughs> up, mm -hmm. up, up top for us 
Um, but so, you know, I talk about all these players and we're projecting things in February, March. So it's, it's always great to see that start to actually play out. And we're not arguing about hypotheticals anymore. We're arguing about things that are actually happening. So that's, that's always the best part of moving into the season. But this year in particular, there are so many potential new franchise quarterbacks and that injects huge changes into the game where the number one pick Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars who have been struggling to say the least for years. And if he (laughs) is who all the pundits believe that he's going to be, I mean, that's a, that's a huge change into the dynamics of that division. Justin Fields going to the Chicago bears. They haven't had a good quarterback in decades. (laughs) And I think that fields is going to, be fantastic so you have that change Trey Lance going to San Francisco this team that was in the Super Bowl a couple years then had some really bad injury luck that they're able to move up and grab a new franchise quarterback does he play does Jimmy Garoppolo get in there so the the quarterback situations are incredibly intriguing from from an NFL standpoint and that transfers into fantasy football in a big way because there's only one player on the field that touches the ball every single play and he's in charge of uh, of a lot of the outcomes out there for fantasy got it um you guys have the number one spot um our number one sports podcast on the charts um can i ask you this question because i i'm not a part of fantasy football just yet uh i'm, I'm thinking i should try to get into it but i want to ask you a question about one of my favorite uh quarterbacks who's in the league right now um so cam newton is one of my favorite quarterbacks what do you think his future looks like and do you think that he uh can possibly do something or his his career is pretty much over <laughs> uh we love cam newton we have he has been <laughs> termed uh booty scooting cam newton on this show <laughs> uh because he just such a uh, he his rushing ability is something that we have really never seen for the quarterback mm-hmm. i mean he is he truly is a superman out there on the field just yeah. uh, what he has been able to get done that was a rough year last year yeah. for 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 the Cam Newton and for the yeah. Patriots. Um, there, I think there is at least a little bit of hope. There was kind of when you're in fantasy football, right? Mm-hmm. You you dig through anything these players are saying. You follow all the beat reporters. You try to find just a tiny little nugget that stands out and if as actual really pertinent and important information for fantasy football that can impact your decisions on on which players you want to go with and uh, apparently there was a an interview with cam just kind of a you know real casual i think he was in the back of the car or, or something at the time but he mentioned that years ago he threw an interception and he went to make the tackle uh, uh to bring the defender down and he hurt his arm at that time yeah. in his shoulder. And this was years ago. And he said mm-hmm. it, that shoulder has hurt ever since oh, that wow. moment. And you have kind of seen that where Cam Newton hasn't played that, the same. Exactly. And, and of course he can, he's still been able to run since he fixed his foot, but you look at the throwing motion of Cam Newton the last couple of years ago, something is strange oh, where yeah. it looks like he has to give every ounce of strength in his body to throw the ball 20 yards which was not the case when cam newton came into the league seemed like that guy could air it out 80 yards whenever he wanted to like a a huge arm 
And he said, this is the first time in years that his arm has not hurt. So does that translate into a more productive Cam Newton? Does the second year in the Bill Belichick offense for the Patriots, which is historically difficult. I mean, we haven't seen a, a quarterback have to really struggle because Tom Brady had been there forever, but wide receivers, veteran high level wide receivers come into the Patriots and they struggle with it. So uh, mm-hmm. a quarterback who's wasn't even there the whole off season. And then it's COVID. I mean, of course he's going to struggle so that I think there right. are, there are glimmers of hope, but I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, the, the, they take uh, Mac Jones, they take their replacement potential replacement franchise quarterback in the first round how long if cam newton is out there not producing how long do they wait before they make a change to mac jones but for the patriots as a whole they get a lot of pieces back they had so many high level defenders opt out last year due to covid that they get all those guys back they've rebuilt the offense they spent a bunch of money in free agency on pass catchers so i do think there is at least hope that that uh cam newton can be not what he was in his younger days, but still a a good starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, so if you could give me two players that would normally be on your fantasy football, um, like, I guess, on your fantasy football list, who would those two NFL players be that have to be on that list? Sure. Uh, so uh, in, in fantasy football, the the biggest advantage that you can get is having an actual – what we call a three down running back a workhorse running back a bell cow running back just a guy that you know is going to be on out on the field 70 plus percent of the snaps first and second down he'll get those carries on third down he'll he'll be out there for some passing down work and that's that's the way that the used the the nfl used to be uh i mean you go back to the 80s everything was built around these running backs the offense ran through the running back that's not how it is anymore. There are uh, not nearly as many, so they create such a huge advantage. You know, Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina oh, Panthers. Yeah. yeah, this is a player who can give you a th- over a thousand rushing yards, a bunch of scores on the ground, and then on top of that, give you a thousand receiving yards. Where that's a that's an advantage that it's just unheard of at this point. There are a couple of players that can come close to, to McCaffrey, Dalvin cook from the Vikings, uh, Alvin Kamara from the, the new Orleans saints, hopefully Saquon Barkley from the giants. He can return. He had a really nasty uh, knee injury where he tore not just his ACL, but his MCL, his meniscus. So uh-huh. he, he still has to come back and, and show that he can show that he's healthy, but if he's healthy, yeah. he will receive the work of a three down guy. So those, when you're in that first round, uh, that's that's who we always talk about targeting. You know, f- the first eight or so picks of the uh, of the draft are generally these running backs because if they work out, in, you know, they don't get hurt. Like McCaffrey got hurt last year; it didn't work out. But if they work out, you have essentially two players in one position that that you're going to have win that. You will r- win that positional matchup on a weekly basis. So you you give just, it's a huge advantage. Uh, And then I'll start. um, So for, for, uh, for fantasy football, right. You uh, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, the way that the game works, you you play two running backs 
at least two wide receivers and one tight end and one quarterback. Now there's some leagues out there where uh, people are experimenting. We're changing formats of have, sometimes you have two quarterbacks, but tight end is always a, a point of contention. And it's a, it's a thing of like, well, how do I handle this situation? Cause I only have to play one. And that's a really mm-hmm. important thing to think about for the game of fantasy football, the supply and the demand of, I only have to play one. I, that means I don't need to have a bunch of these guys on my bench. Everybody else has one and almost everybody's tight end stinks, but there are a couple guys in the league that create a huge advantage at that position. You have Travis Kelsey from the Kansas city chiefs. You have Darren mm-hmm. Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders and you have George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the three guys that we know for sure that if they're on Have the field, <laughs> they will, they will produce. produce. And not, yeah. not only will they produce like high level tight ends, they produce like high end fantasy wide receivers. They're, <laughs> they are a different breed. Yeah. So the, there's always the debate of when and where and how high of a draft pick do you spend on these players? Cause you only have to play one and you can, re- you it, bad tight end production is everywhere. I, I mean, you, you can, re- you can replace it with really anybody and just hope that they get a tight end. Uh, so this year in particular, I am very in on the draft strategy of if I'm in the back of the first round and those three down running backs that I was talking about, if they're, if that list gets depleted to the point where I'm not comfortable with the running back that I would be taking there, I'm just taking Travis Kelsey there and and not worrying about my tight end position. I know that I have a huge advantage week over week with him. Uh, We we haven't seen a fantasy force at the tight end position like Travis Kelsey. I think it's four, maybe five years running that he's been the overall number one fantasy tight end, which even with the greats out there, you know, like when Rob Gronkowski was doing his thing, uh, and Antonio Gates back on the Chargers. I mean, there's there's a lot of really high level tight ends, but we haven't seen this type of fantasy domination. So I am I'm out here on the show telling people I'm okay taking Travis Kelsey at the back of the first round. Got it. And before I get into the uh, like the sneaker the sneaker topics, I want to ask you this one for cleats. I know that there are a lot of players who usually have some bio cleats on the. Uh, in the field, I would say possibly DeAndre Hopkins, Cam, and I know for sure OBJ usually has some fire cleats on. Who are some of the players that you um, kind of like their uh, cleat collection? Sure. Uh, the funny enough that I, I can't think of his name. It's one of the, it's escaping uh. me right now. Um, <laughs> but I know that there are uh, there's a player on the Seahawks. So I am I am a I am a Nike SB guy. That's I have okay. I've committed to myself and to my wife and my finances that I, that I only do Nike SBs. <laughs> so I don't is it because if I start collecting everything and paying attention to Jordans, Yeezys, like all all the other ones out there that I like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm yeah. in trouble. I'm I'm in trouble. I have to buy a new mm-hmm. house just so I can store all of my my shoes. <laughs> like I I already have a problem with just the, the SBs. Um, but there's a player on the Seahawks who gets custom SB or gets his cleats made to look like the high level Nike SBs like purple lobsters and just like the, 
the real hot hot people are losing their minds for the hype is we are his, hype beasting for these his, shows is his name uh this is um, i think i got his name quentin jefferson so you talking about that may that may him, be he's the uh, he gets them customized to look like nike sbs defensive end Yes, that 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 may be it. That may be it. The uh, yeah. I'll tr I'll try and find him uh while we're talking. Uh, yeah. But yes, I I I just I came across him on um on uh, on my IG feed, and I was just like, wait a minute, who is who is this guy, and where's where is he getting these shoes? And it it right. was, turned out that they're just really high level customs, which was you know it was blowing my mind seeing what the work that these people are, are able to do to transform these cleats to look identical to the, I mean, the, the only difference is there's cleats coming out of the bottom. So, I mean, that that's, those are the shoes that I'm paying attention to the ones that look like the, the SBs that I know and love. Got it. All right. So you're a sneaker collector. Um, could you tell me uh, what are, name three pairs of kicks that you have to have, um, if you don't have any other ones, name three kicks that if you're going on the road, you have to take with you. Like those are the three kicks that are that are coming with you. Oh, okay. That's I know that's it's hard, tough, but that's a tough call. Uh, yeah. so uh, I've got my collections up to I think I'm over 70 pairs of SBs. Wow. Uh, if I'm I'm going on the road, I mean, so I when it comes to my wardrobe and just the, the fashion and everything. I'm I'm very plain with my my clothing. Like I've I've done just solid color T-shirts now for uh, for a very long time. And I'll you know, but we're in Arizona, so I'm I'm usually rocking a pair of of uh, good cutoff jorts or, or whatever I've got on the bottom. But they're plain, and then I let my shoes be as loud and obnoxious as possible. Like those, the more colorful, the better. Uh, for me on my shoes. It's so, but if I got to pick only three to take on the road, I will start. Uh, uh, yeah, you're killing me over here. Um, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with the purple lobsters. I mean, newer, oh, yeah. a newer pair, but it was I mean, for one, just narrative wise. I think the purple lobsters did a really good job of kind of rekindling the the love of the shoe for a lot of people mm -hmm. uh and it's it's i mean that is the as a vibrant bright purple i have the uh i have the pink laces in to yeah. help, you know just make them a little bit louder but so you can wear those and they are very noticeable uh and they're they're loud enough but they are also not out of control like uh, mm -hmm. to me I, I think it's a good level of of uh, bringing some attention just they're a really solid good pair of of nike lows then if i have to get my second pair all right well so my second pair will we'll up will up the game in a little bit of loudness i'm gonna go with uh my my mama bear mids where you have this like really strange green color like it's not lime green and i don't want to uh I'm, I'm not good when it comes to naming colors and and i don't want to disparage it by calling it a puke green but it's kind yeah. of a pukey green. <laughs> uh, but they match that green with with the pink and the pink laces, which could be enough for some. And they say, no, let's make our shoes furry. Let's 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 slap some some bear fur type of a, of a situation on here. And I'm oh, and I'm a big time sucker for uh, 
a theme for a shoe. If you have a backstory for your shoe, if you have a uh, a collection of the, so you have the whole three bear set. Oh, that's I am that melts me. I I'm all for that. So the the mama bears very loud, uh, very interesting. Most people out there who aren't in in sneakers, they're not in the sneaker game. When they see a uh, a gentleman wearing shoes with fur on them, they're like. Okay, this is this what? is a situation here. What is going yeah. on with this guy? <laughs> I got to see what's going on. And then the last pair I will bring. So I, I was introduced to Nike SBs uh, in my mid twenties when I was in uh, I was in college. I was just starting a family, and so I was trying to. I would scrape the collection together when when I had enough uh, expendable income to actually buy a pair of shoes. And I was introduced on the forums to the Nike What the Dunks. And it was, like I said, loud, mismatched. Those are my favorite. And so this was in, this was the shoe that I desired uh, forever. There's no way I could possibly afford them back then. Like I said, we're, we, I was just getting by. Uh, but my wife knows about the – my wife al uh, allows <laughs> my, my Nike as yeah. uh passion she still gives me plenty of crap for it every time a, a new pair of shoes shows up at the house but she she allows it to happen and yeah. she's she knew you know I'm, I'm pushing 40 now and I had <laughs> stared at these shoes since my mid-20s of this is this is something that I've always wanted just never never had the, the funds to do it and then once I kind of, I, I could afford him. It was like, I don't know if I can convince my wife that I'm about to drop this level of money on a pair right. of shoes. <laughs> and then a few years ago at Christmas, I was not expecting anything. Just my, uh, we're, sometimes we give each other presents. Sometimes we don't, but this Christmas I open up a box and it is a gold box, a Nike SB gold box. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me it, right yeah. now? Open it I up. And there it was. I had no idea that my wife was going to do. I, I am a, uh, I was a fully grown man sitting crisscross applesauce, <laughs> weeping, <laughs> weeping in front of my Christmas tree as I pulled out the shoe that I've, I had wanted for the vast majority of my adult life. So I got to take those and for, for everyone reading, listening, however you're consuming this, I wear them. There is nothing that is dead stocked inside of my closet. My entire collection wheel is worn and is worn on the regular. So, yeah. uh, so I will, I'll bust those out. I'll go purple lobsters, mama bears, and then my, uh, what the dunks. Got it. All right. And that's crazy. You said dunks because I have a pair of dunks that I've always wanted for so long, but I just haven't got to get them because they're actually like, not, I don't think I would have to go through like an eBay to purchase them or whatnot, sure. or, uh, you know, cause they're, they're so older. They're so much older. But if you ever heard of the Dunk Low Premium SB Gibsons, you know I've got a pair. <laughs> you know really? I've got a pair. Yes, I wow. do. And I'm a. Uh, uh, I do the fantasy football podcast now. But my entire life, I was a musician. So yeah. any anything music that they put out, like they have the the Marshall yeah. Highs. You know, uh -huh. I got a pair of those. And this was back. So Gibsons came out uh at kind of at the oh, beginning okay. of my collecting and yeah. uh this was back when the when the local skate shop would get them in you could actually go to the store 
and buy a pair of shoes. It was it. Not everything was a raffle online. Not everything was the sneakers app where you have, I mean, you have, you have like no chance to get new shoes these days. Everything is, if you want it, you are held hostage right. uh, <laughs> and you have to go to the resellers, unfortunately, but the Gibsons, the, those are one of my favorite pairs of shoes too, where you, you know, I've got the pink laces in them. Of yeah. course, you got, you got to match that pink fur. Uh, but it was like, wait, hold on a guitar case themed pair of shoes. And they right. got pink on them. You're like, like, Oh, yeah. I am absolutely in. So I, I stalked my, uh, my local s- skate shoe or uh, my local skate store here, called them up and said, I-, I know they're coming out today. Did you guys get the Gibsons? They said, yes, we just got them in. I said, you put, you put a size 11 on the side. I am in my car. I am driving there right now. I promise I will be there within 20 minutes. And, and they were there and I was able to buy those things, buy, buy them hot out the gates and at retail. And the reason why I haven't really purchased some of the ones that I've seen someone go, but I haven't purchased them because they don't have, they don't come with a box. So you have, they either, they give you the option to do either new, new or used. Right. So the new doesn't have a box. The used ones don't have a box. So I'm like, okay, that's one of the biggest things about the shoes that it comes in the gold box with SB, with the, the Nike SBs, like, you know, some like the gold. I just love the boxes. Um, so I think that that kind of made me not want to purchase some of the ones that I've seen online. But I think I'm going to eventually get them one day. Hopefully the ones that I do purchase have the box, but either, either not, I think I'm just going to go ahead and get them because I've always wanted those <laughs> shoes. I just, ha- I just, ha- yeah, I just haven't, um, I-, I guess I just haven't looked around enough to try to actually find one with just the box and for my, for my size, but I'm definitely going to be um, getting those for sure. So which player in the draft that was picked this year you're, that you were most excited to uh, kind of see on the football field? Oh yeah. So for fantasy football, uh, again, going back to what I was talking about of the, the a running back that's actually going to be on the field for all three downs. Mm-hmm. They're very rare. And we got another one in the NFL draft. <laughs> we got Najee Harris. Oh yeah. Was uh, he, he came from, he's from, from, from the uh, running back factory. That is Alabama. They just keep churning out super studs at the position, but mm-hmm. Najee Harris going into the draft process. He was my by far my favorite running back. I know there's people out there that love uh, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams. Uh, those guys are, are great. But Najee Harris was everything. He was it for me. And it was, you, you, you watch the draft, you hear rumors and whispers of which teams like what players. But it's such a uh, crapshoot of you fall in love with these players. And then sometimes they go to a, a bad team or a bad situation where you you know that that coaching staff will not utilize that player to the their maximum ability. But Najee Harris goes to Pittsburgh, goes to Mike Tomlin, who loves himself a three-down running back, as we've seen with, with Le'Veon Bell and then uh, James Conner when he was able to stay healthy for them. So not, Najee immediately, as a, a player who's never taken a snap in the NFL, immediately becomes – a very valuable fantasy football player. And uh, I, I, we have, uh, so in, in fantasy football, there's these different leagues called uh, a dynasty league. And that is essentially whoever is on your team there, you have this huge team and they're on your team forever, almost like a more like a real football team. 
where it's not you don't have a new you don't draft a new team every year you just you have your team and I was able to get Najee Harris onto my dynasty team so he's going to be with me forever I love that guy he is his physical abilities are borderline freakish that he can be so big and so powerful and yet such a fluid pass catcher with with uh the ability, uh, the ability to contort his body in the air that most running backs just they do not have, and then he goes to this perfect situation where, uh, where we know that the coaching step there is going to put him in a position to see a huge amount of volume and really succeed. So Najee Harris is the player from the draft that I'm excited for, or most excited for. Got it. And because we are a hip hop magazine, I want to ask you this question. Um... First off, do you listen to hip hop? Uh, I, not a ton. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I uh, was like a, a rock guy, uh, Got it. a punk rock guy. Okay. Um, so not a ton. I mean, I've, I, I, I did get into, uh, let's, let's see, what have I listened to growing up? <laughs> uh, good amount of Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but but overall, no, I, I would I would not say I am uh, well versed in hip hop. OK, so because you don't listen to a whole lot, I'm just going to ask you a formal um, hip hop qu- question. Sure. Um, name one hip hop song that uh, that that's that's your favorite favorite hip hop oh. song that you have. OK, um, let's see. So I do. Let's see, like the radio hits of the 90s. Um, yeah i yeah i mean like that's I've, I've gotten to the age now where like even my favorite bands will put out new music i'm like eh, you know uh, I'll, I'll stick with stuff. i'm just <laughs> an old curmudgeon man now right um uh for some reason that like it's jumping I, and i don't know if it's considered cheesy and i don't know if it's uh looked down upon now but, but man i still get down with wolf there it is like this <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I, I don't know if that Definitely makes not just, cheesy, yeah. just super basic, but uh-huh. yeah. look, man, anytime anyone is saying, uh, like, you know, like check it, I'm like, Oh, check it. Like, it, just, <laughs> it just, it just starts coming out of me, yeah. uh, at, at the time. And then let's see, uh, you know, um, man, that off the top of my head, I'm, I, clearly i'm blanking on on which which hip-hop i actually did listen to yeah goodness i, I there's i there's definitely some but it is it is escaping me at the moment so because i write for respect magazine i have to ask you this question as well uh, when you hear or see the word respect what are the first things that come to your mind like what is your personal definition of the word respect oh uh well the the first i mean the first thing that comes to my mind as a musician is a, as Aretha Franklin is the first thing <laughs> says respect. That's the first thing I think of. Uh, but uh, like for me, respect is is treating someone as an equal. You are you aren't better than me. You are not worse than me. But knowing that we are the same we are just human beings that want to have a good time while we're here 
right. you know, uh, if, if we if we choose to have a family, have the, the best experience and, and, the, and the best situation that I can set my kids up for success in their life. But so just respect is, you know, just seeing eye to eye with, with someone, no matter your, the, there, no matter the differences that we do have, those don't matter because we're humans. So we should start on an equal playing field. And I want to ask you, um, what is some advice that you can give to the fantasy footballers? Uh, like, you know, people who do fantasy football going into the season. Uh, what is some advice you can give to those people? Players? Well, not necessarily players, but I guess people that do fantasy football. Like, that's, yeah, I that's, what it, that's what I mean. Like people who are playing yeah, fantasy football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantasy football players. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the, the number one piece of advice for, for fantasy football players, if you want to – uh, if you want to have success is stay connected, stay in it. The, the, the draft, the fantasy football draft is uh, we have a shirt that says uh, draft day is my Christmas. Cause now as a, as a grown up, like, and you play fantasy football, the draft day is one Christmas. of the, <laughs> the best days of the, you look forward to it for weeks. You plan huge elaborate parties. Like it, it is a really a celebration. Yeah, but it is not everything like you need to pay attention in the season. You need, you need to have a news source. I prefer to recommend the fantasy footballers podcast who were, were broadcasting five times a week, uh, helping people stay informed, making, make good decisions, make those moves, but you can't just draft your team and then tune out and expect to win. You have to stay involved with it. That doesn't mean you have to spend hours upon it every single day, but it means you need to know, you, you need to stay updated. You need to know what is happening. Is that it? Yeah, that's that's my biggest piece of advice. Got it. Name one song that uh, can describe your life at this very moment. Just one. <laughs> and it could be literally any song. I just name one song. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there a song about being tired all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Get middle, get middle aged and having three kids. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm tired all the time. Let's let me see here. These these are wild questions that man off the top <laughs> of my head, off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Heading into the heading into the season, right? We are we're getting in. So I talked about it like the end of July, uh, the and August. That's like that's the the time and it puts a little bit of pep in your step this is the opposite mm -hmm. of being tired of course but i'm gonna throw out i'll throw out walking on sunshine uh try oh, and bring some nice. try and bring some positivity into the world and and honestly sometimes i gotta look in the mirror and, and remind myself to be positive uh as well you're like look you woke up today be great. Like enjoy yeah. it. You know, it, it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's a limited time on the earth. Let's, let's try and have a positive attitude. And sometimes just reminding yourself that you need to have a positive attitude that can help you, you know, that, that can help you. Yeah. That, that can really help you uh, get things moving. So there, there's a good, you know, what, I, when does that song was that eighties or early nineties? I don't know. That's but, and, and I don't even know where that came from, but we're yeah. walking on sunshine, I suppose. 
<laughs> the last two questions I have for you, I'm going to ask you this one. So Tom Brady, um, I'm pretty sure you, you, I don't know if you're a big Tom Brady fan. I am a big Tom Brady fan. Um, yes, I, I like what are Tom your Brady. thoughts? What are your thoughts on um, this year? Do you think he will be able to go all the way back to the championship or will this possibly be his last uh, season in the NFL? Oh, man. Uh, people have been betting against Tom Brady now for years. probably five yeah. years or so. <laughs> uh, and he continues to get it done. And yeah. Tom, the, what's interesting here about Tom Brady is off the field, since going down to, to, to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady seems to have really found himself and yeah. and let himself be let himself be a human no it he's not he no longer just gives the the generic sports robot answers i mean this guy is out here trolling <laughs> he's trolling people whenever he can there was uh i don't know if you saw it but he did he did a uh a golf matchup against aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, he has his own situation going on. And Tom Brady's just, whenever he could, he's just poking fun at him. We we just saw Tom Brady at the White House make a joke how he's like, it, like it, you know, in front of in front of President Biden saying, well, you know, there's still 40% of people who probably think we didn't win the Super Bowl. You know what that's like? It's like, what is going on, Tom Brady? <laughs> you are just, yeah. you are cutting loose and you are trolling the crap out of anybody and you don't care. And I feel like, that is almost give his re I'm saying this of he feels it feels like he's rejuvenated yet again where he's coming off yeah. of, uh, yet another Super Bowl win and mm -hmm. the guy keeps he keeps it tight like this guy is taking care of his health in a way that nobody else even has the 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 fortitude to be able to handle that kind of a lifestyle so I I think he can play mm -hmm. probably if he wants to, he can play three more years. Now, I think we're going to see at least two more from Tom Brady, at least two more yeah. seasons, and they certainly have a great chance to repeat. I mean, it's not mm – -hmm. it, it is not common. It's very possible. It, it is not common for teams to return as many – Super Bowl winners to return uh, that many starting players – like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like they've, they've redeemed their returned their entire starting offense. You know, so if you thought they were good last year, guess what? They're good again. <laughs> like things are uh, now, of course, injury luck has to bounce their way as it does for all NFL teams. But in terms of, of a, a betting favorite, it's, it's almost always the, whoever won the Super Bowl last year is the, you know, the Vegas odds, favorite to win again that's just how we work as human beings but the tampa bay buccaneers are really set up for another year of tremendous success and this is my last one um aaron Rodgers is also another one of my favorite quarterbacks in the nfl um he apparently is having a uh, they're they're having a lot of uh, disagreements with the golden with the packers um do you think that he will be uh starting as the uh green bay packers quarterback in the first oh, game. Aaron Rodgers is I don't of, think so, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is one of the uh one of the hot topics for fantasy football as mm -hmm. he is not only is he one of the 
the best quarterbacks in the league. He is also one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks in the league. And, and that those two things are not always uh, lock in lockstep. Like there can be quarterbacks who are very high level and great quarterbacks, but they're bad for fantasy football. It's a, there's a, a different difference of, uh, of skill and production. But Aaron Rodgers, his entire career has been a stud for fantasy football, and he makes everyone around him on the Green Bay Packers studs for fantasy football. Devontae Adams is the like, – if, if you know Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, Devontae Adams is the number one fantasy football wide receiver going into drafts. And his running back, uh, Aaron Jones, is a top 10 pick uh, at the running back position. Because Aaron Rodgers is there, he is the motor that makes it all go. So if, for fantasy football, we're all on pins and needles trying to figure out what's going on. Now, to answer your question, I think we're probably still sitting at about a 50%. I, I, I hate to be hedging here and, and getting you know s- split by the fence, but Aaron Rodgers, you, off, off, too often with sports, we remove the humanity from these players and they're just sport they're just athletes they're just players and Aaron Rodgers is at he's towards the end of his career he's made more money than he will ever know what to do with he has achieved greatness he has won a Super Bowl he has won he's coming off of being the MVP of the NFL and he feels like the team has mistreated him and yeah. I, I kind of side with Aaron Rodgers. When when you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't trade up in the first round to draft his backup who's going to replace him right in front of his face when you could be working on getting players to win right now. So that was yeah. a situation. Yeah. I, there's there's rumors. We don't Nothing is confirmed, but there are rumors that he's unhappy with his contract uh, comparatively to what other quarterbacks are playing for right now. But what it comes down to is with having accomplished all those things and Aaron Rodgers, I don't know the man, but just going off of uh, the actions of uh, that we've seen and trying to figure out some puzzle pieces of his personal life, I think Aaron Rodgers is a stubborn man. <laughs> I think that, uh, and I think that once he feels like you have disrespected him, that he is – he is the type of person that can just say, okay, we're done. This relationship, this relationship is done here. It's done, yeah. Uh, so even if he's not traded, you, Aaron Rodgers could walk. We're going to find out here really soon with, with training camp uh, starting very soon. Very soon but yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the type of, to me, I'm reading, trying to read the situation. He feels like the type of man that will say, okay, we didn't correct this situation. You didn't trade me. I'm done. Enjoy Jordan Love, who you you so desperately needed on this team that you needed to trade up when I wanted when I needed another wide receiver. You went and you got a backup quarterback. So yeah, that doesn't make sense. So enjoy that. Uh, so I've I've got him at about fifty fifty. So in in having said all those things, like the other side, he still seems like he still loves loves football. So yeah. once once the training camp gets going and those. Those, those, that blood is pumping. He might go, eh, okay, I'll come back and I'll play one more year. Yeah. It <laughs> could just, 50. 
yeah, we, it could be something that he's just going through right now, but I guess we'll have to see. Like, I'm, I'm, I definitely, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the NFL. So, um, rather he's with the Packers or with another team, I'll still be watching. So that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much that. All right, uh, Mike. So thank you so much uh, for doing this interview with respect. I really appreciate it. I wish I had more time to speak with you. Um, but I think that that's about it. Oh, if, well, if there's anything else left that you want to say to end the interview, um, you can go ahead and do that now. Okay. Yeah. No, nothing much. Just the, the regular plugs of, uh, if you've, if you've never listened to the fantasy footballers podcast, I hope you give us a chance. You can find us mm -hmm. wherever podcasts are found or the fantasy That's our, that's our hub where you can find anything re related to the show. And I, I really appreciate the time. I, I talk. Yeah, thank you so I, much. I mean, I talk football all day, every day. So when you when you jump on an interview like this and get to talk about like some of your other passions, it's it's a yeah. it's a very fun experience. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for doing this interview again, and enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you.